Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy relationship as the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, please call me at 303-596-6836 and leave a message with what topics you'd like me to cover in the podcast. Today, I'm going to focus on three levels of closeness in marriage. We hear a lot when you get married that two are supposed to become one, but what does that mean and how does that look and how do we execute that for two people to actually become one and develop that level of intimacy and closeness? So I'm going to cover three possible implications on how or what it would look like to become one with your partner. The first level of oneness is spiritual oneness. And this means different things to different people. But the way I'm defining spiritual oneness is your value system, your beliefs, and your worldview. So the more you share that in common with your spouse, the more spiritual oneness you'll experience. Because you have the same value system. You have the same belief system. You have the same worldview. So you look at things the same. You interpret things the same. You respond to things the same because you share the spiritual oneness. Some couples are naturally gifted at that. And they have a lot in common with their thought process around their values, their beliefs, and their worldview. And that may be what drew them together in the first place and what made them fall in love. So that's a spiritual oneness. The second level is soul oneness. This includes the couple who is really close emotionally. They talk a lot. They share all their thoughts, their feelings. They feel like they're one another's best friend. They turn towards one another during distress. They view the relationship as a refuge. Some couples are naturally gifted at that, and it comes easy for them. And perhaps that's what drew them together because they they just – fell into this rhythm easily of sharing their life together and talking is one of their main hobbies. So for my wife and I, that area has always been our strength. So when we first started dating at the University of Colorado at Boulder, I was a sophomore, she was a freshman, we lived in the dorms, I was in an all-male cluster at the end of the hall, and the rest of the hall were girls, and she was one of the girls. And before long, we started dating, And before long after that, we started this routine where when we would go our separate ways during the day, we would write down our thoughts. So if something interesting popped up in class or something random one of us was feeling or thinking, we'd write it down on a piece of paper. And then every night we would meet somewhere and we'd pull out that piece of paper and we would share our thoughts. And that's what we called it, sharing our thoughts. And I don't know what made us pick up that routine or that rhythm or where we learned that from. But here we are almost 25 years later, if you include our four years of dating and almost 20 years of, 21 years of marriage, and we still do that same routine. So every night before we go to bed, we spend a good 30 to 60 minutes a day before we go to sleep talking. 
And during that talk time, we share our head, we share our heart, we share our highs, we share our lows from the day, we share random thoughts, anything that comes to our mind from the day, we talk about it almost every single night. So that pattern has stuck for us, and that pattern has kept us together through a lot of rough patches in our relationship, is this tendency to want to connect and this tendency to want to have this soul oneness. So for some of you listening, perhaps that's your strength, is soul oneness. The third level of closeness for couples is body oneness. So body oneness includes the whole gamut from affection all the way up to intercourse. And some couples are naturally gifted in this, and they just love touch. They love the same kind of touch, so they're really cuddly with each other and affectionate, and they both enjoy sex, and they have similar levels of libido, so they're always on the same page and tracking one another, and they just have a continual connection physically. And probably for those couples, that's what keeps them together and keeps them close when they go through rough patches in their relationship. So that's the body oneness. And for my wife and I, that's always been our weakness. So my wife had a lot of sexual trauma growing up. She had a lot of exposure to unwanted sexual experiences from her single mom that she was raised with. Her mom was a single parent, had a lot of boyfriends coming and going, and her mom didn't use as much discretion as she could have to make sure my wife was sheltered from her sexual activity. One of her most traumatic memories is they were in a hotel room in a bed and my wife was on one side of the bed and then her mother was on the same bed with her boyfriend and her mom thought my wife was asleep. So she put up some pillows between them and proceeded to have sex with her boyfriend in the same bed. And my wife wasn't asleep and she remembers the bed moving and the noises and just the commotion of her mother having sex right next to her. And that was traumatic for her because it represented her childhood, that she had to always compete with sex for love. And for her and her mind as a little girl being exposed to sex in that way, sex became disgusting and men became disgusting and anything sexual became disgusting and dirty. And so she had a lot of that trauma and negative beliefs around sex when she entered our marriage. And because I am the high libido partner in our relationship, before long, I started reminding her of her mother, the person who wanted sex, the person who wanted that physical connection. So on some level, somewhere along the line, I started seeming unsafe to her. And so she started rejecting me over and over. And so that whole dynamic in our marriage started splitting us apart. She started distancing herself from me because I seemed unsafe because I represented sex to her. And her constant rejection towards me made me withdraw from her. So even though we were always really close on the soul level, the breakdown we were experiencing on the body level started infiltrating our soul closeness as well and started deteriorating that. So that became one of the biggest struggles in our relationship was healing this body oneness, healing her trauma from her background and us being able to develop a sexual relationship and physical relationship that was mutually enjoyable and satisfying and safe for her as she's been working through all the trauma from her history. 
And for you, some of you listening, that might be your story. One in three women have had sexual trauma and one in five men have had sexual trauma. And when you have sexual trauma, people go one of two ways. They either become hypersexual, where all they want to do is become sexual because then they're in control and never can be taken from them. Other people become hyposexual, where they don't want anything to do with it. And that's the direction my wife went. And so that was an area that was breaking our marriage apart. And so we had to receive a lot of intensive help around that area to receive healing because it was dividing us and it did divide us. So for you listening right now, what is your strength? Is it the spiritual oneness, the soul oneness, or the body oneness? Try to identify which of those three are your strength. And if you can identify it, try to lean into that area as best you can when you go through hard times because it can be a way to help you through those hard times. And the second question is which of those three are your biggest weakness? The spiritual oneness, soul oneness, or body oneness? And what's made that your weakness? And secondly, how can you get better? How could that area improve for you? Because you're only as strong as your weakest link, so to speak. I'm sure you've heard that. So to think about what is our weakest area of oneness and how can we start taking some steps to heal, to reach out for help, and to start improving in that category, in that area. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher or on Instagram at drwyattfisher. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash marriage steps. Also, if you're happily married, I would love to have you on the podcast to hear your story so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. It's a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.